Hi, this is Bianca. And this is Anna. And welcome back to another episode of Girl Talk Mondays. So, in today's episode, we're going to talk to you guys about our past week and more yeah. specifically about London Fashion Week. Yeah. As at the moment, it's Fashion Month and, mm-hmm. well, at the time that we're recording this, it's currently Milan Fashion Week. Everything looks so good there. Yeah, I love the collections. What's yeah. your favorite so far? Um, I think Fendi. Mm. I really like the big um, sleeve jumpers, even mm. though that's been a trend for a long time. I feel like they're doing it really well. I felt like Gucci was really cool. It I didn't was see like, Gucci yet. It was a I didn't take it. back to like the early 1900s. I feel like a pre-war era. It was in 1942. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very ladylike. Yeah, below the knee kind of skirts or coats. I'm not loving like, it. I'm a bit scared. I feel like it's, it was really cool because it's something different. And I love seeing Fashion Week. Like I like a combination of wearable pieces. So some mm-hmm. designers like Jill Sander, for example, was mm-hmm. so wearable. and Is this Jill Sander? Cool, yeah. Yeah. Good quality coats, easy yeah. to wear. Emilio Pucci was also really fun, I love, easy to yeah. wear, but would focus on like colorful tights or leather gloves. It so reminds like it's me all of the Capri. accessories. Pucci reminds me so much of Capri. I know you keep it's saying like, that. Capri is Pucci land. <laughs> I mm-hmm. would say check if you guys want to see like Fashion Week. First of all, check Vogue. Yeah, Vogue's great because they have all of the latest shows mm-hmm. almost like a day after they are published, and they show all the collections, like every single look, and they mm-hmm. give you. A recap of the show and what mm-hmm. it means and what the designer's inspiration was mm-hmm. and then if you want to shop pieces right away oh, go to Moto Operandi oh no I no. thought there was like a direct link from no no Mo- no Moto Operandi they mm-hmm. they specialize themselves in trunk shows so yeah, readily yeah. available collections mm-hmm. so you can pre-order anything you see on the catwalk mm-hmm. like straight away basically and so the dress that I found that Anna just saw is from Ula Johnson and mm-hmm. it's like a midi dress with a wraparound tie. It's like a sweater It's like a dress. sweater dress yeah. and it's autumn winter 20. Big sleeves. So next year. So if you pre-order it on Modo Operandi, mm-hmm. basically the dress will get made mm-hmm. and their way of t- like testing the waters to see the reaction from sold. a customer yeah. is doing these pre-orders mm-hmm. right after a show hits. It's and great. so you'll get it in like probably June. July time, yeah, which is a wait, but you pay like 50% up front. And mm-hmm. I just think it's something really interesting. It's a different kind of model because obviously Netta Porter mm. uh, matches fashion, Harrods, Selfridges, they have collections that are available now. Yeah. So you don't know what's going to hit the stores until it hits the stores. But mm-hmm. Moto Operandi does something a bit different mm-hmm. because you can already see what they have, what they're mm-hmm. going to have, kind of. It's like a sneak preview. Yeah. And they also do like limited quantities. So mm-hmm. if the window closes for pre-ordering a collection. Do they like only that. have specific designers? Yeah, no, right. they do everybody. No? Everyone. I think so. I think they do almost everybody that they go to see shows of. Why don't you think other brands have already caught on? Well, other companies. I feel like their models are different and mm-hmm. this is the Moda Operandi clientele and that's mm-hmm. what they've built up their audience to be. So yeah. why are other brands who have focused on a different model mm-hmm. going to do exactly the same thing when mm-hmm. their strength is in something else? That's true, but it could be useful if you're trying to, you know, see and predict what sales will be. Yeah, but sometimes it's not always, like I think for Moda Operandi it's quite accurate. 
because yeah. that's what they're doing. But then for Harrods, for example, yeah, you know, Harrods. it's less trend-focused and it's more on classic pieces. But for Netta Porter. Yeah, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it doesn't guarantee that the customer will buy it because at the same time, you, you have to have the customer that is willing to pay up front and mm-hmm. receive their item in six months' time. And mm-hmm. so maybe Moda Operandi has that kind of customer and it works for them and they're able to then predict sales a little bit better. And Netta Porter doesn't. But maybe Netta Porter doesn't. But also, mm-hmm. it completely depends what your contract and relationship is with the brand. That's true. Because I'm not saying like I know anything because I only know the inside of the company I work for. But for example, I'm going to say the company that I work for, Mm -hmm. some brands are on SOR, which means you can buy product and return it at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Or some brands are on consignment, which means you don't own the stock, Mm -hmm. so there's no risk. So you don't have to sell things in advance. Yeah. Because you're not having any risk anyway. That's true, yeah. So you don't but have to, yeah. maybe for Moda Operandi, like I'm saying I don't know, you know, what their reasons are mm. for this kind of strategy. It would be really interesting to read more about it because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a new model. Mm-hmm. But maybe their relationship is not that they can return the stock. So maybe they're doing pre-orders as a way to test the waters yeah. and understand what the client wants. Mm-hmm. And mm. so therefore they have less yeah. risk in that way. But then some other companies may not need to do that because they already have the security like yeah. that they can return the stock. Maybe Netta Porter has that with certain brands. Probably. They probably do. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, anyway, cool. we were going to talk about yeah. our <laughs> week. Um, but that's just a little recap on the way that the buying scene works from yeah. my perspective. Oh, that's um, interesting. And what different companies are doing. And yeah, yeah Milan Fashion Week. Looks amazing. I wanted to go, actually. I mm-hmm. was invited to Furla. But then, you know, I was too late to, to was, check yeah. if I wanted to go to anything else. And yeah. also, I wouldn't have had time because I had interviews on Thursday and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was really excited. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to go. Yeah. The t- like the tickets weren't that bad. But mm-hmm. now I'm so thankful I didn't go because I would have missed so many things I needed to do. Mm-hmm. But it looks, I think it looks, well, from what I can see on the catwalk, mm-hmm. it's the one that I would have been most excited to attend so far. Mm-hmm. Of course, Paris is always extravagant as well. But in terms of designers, I feel like Milan's amazing. I feel like Milan has all the designers. Yeah, all you know? the, the, you know, the best ones <laughs> Fendi, right now. Gucci, yeah. Prada, Montclair. Yeah. Um, they have everybody, so I feel like it's definitely the place to be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like from my perspective, I've been to Milan Fashion Week before, yeah, yeah. and it's challenging to get good shows. Mm. It is really difficult because you it's only have like the top designers that showcase there, and unless you know somebody, yeah. like when I had a personal contact for Fendi, I attended the Fendi show. But unless you really have a personal contact, or you're yeah. a really big influencer, or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you are, it's mm-hmm. really, really difficult, whereas London has more opportunity to That's invite true. you. More PR. Mm-hmm. But um, also now I saw that they have a new model. I don't know if it's a new model, but you have to basically you have to send in an application, mm-hmm. and then if you pass that application with a bigger federation, you get passed on to certain designers from the federation. Well, that's what they say. But every time I do that, because for London Fashion Week, I'm also accredited by the British Fashion Council. Yeah, it doesn't help me though. Doesn't help. No, no. I think it's just for certain things like mm-hmm. other kind of events or backstage access or yeah, yeah. things like that. But it doesn't really help you to get in because you still need to contact each individual designer yeah. for your invitation. Mm-hmm. It's a full-time job, honestly. When every it comes time, up to Fashion Week. Honestly, every time I go to Paris Fashion Week or Milan or London Fashion Week, I always get accredited by the their federation. That's nice. Do you I, send in an application? Yeah, I always yeah. do that. Yeah, okay. And with work, I have that automatically. Yeah. yeah. So for the British yeah. Fashion Council, I got it from my job in buying. So 
yeah. that one I don't need to do anymore, but I used to apply for it. And when I mm-hmm. first started blogging, mm-hmm. I applied for British Fashion Council and I got rejected two seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. And I thought that meant I couldn't go to Fashion Week. And I was like, no. <laughs> but actually, you can still apply and you can still mm-hmm. get in because it depends on the designer individually. Yeah. Maybe it does help to have it, but most mm-hmm. of the time, they, I don't feel like I think they it look does into it big, very much. The big designers, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah. Let's talk through. I feel our like it was week. so long ago. It was only last weekend. It though. was only last weekend. I feel like it's been like a month since fashion. Week oh my was. god! No, yeah. I don't feel like that. I feel like I feel like because so my last event of fashion week was only Tuesday, mm-hmm. so it was only a few days ago. So I feel like, and because I'm buying, I'm working on reports at oh, the yeah, moment for, for yeah. Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. So I've been yeah writing up reports, doing analysis for the brands. Mm-hmm. that we carry in the accessories department for our buyers and fashion directors to take to Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. So I feel like it's very much still happening. Yeah. But you've been doing, like, interviews and so much, so many other, other things. Yeah. You feel like it was, like, a lifetime ago. I feel ago. like it was so long ago because so much has happened since then. Yeah. For me in terms of, like, but also I'm stressed about other stuff. So it's not, like, top of mind and I'm mm. not thinking about it at all. But, yeah. Okay. okay. Do, you want, do you want to go through it? Yeah. I think let's do a recap of our week in London Fashion Week, and mm-hmm. then you can talk us through your, like, final interview stages My life situation like right now. Because this is our final episode of in our careers. careers. Of course, like, we'll keep you guys updated on, you yeah. know, our week and things like that, because yeah. I think that's what you guys like to hear in our podcast. It's yeah. getting to know us more and what we're doing in our everyday lives. More personal, yeah. Yeah, it's being yeah. more personal, so that will still happen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is going to be the last episode of this career series. Yeah. Woo, go up. I still don't have a job. <laughs> I know, was, the mission was not was yet the successful. Mission. But you know what? Like next It's week, hard, like four weeks is hard to find something. I know, but know? I'm going to cut in. I'm going to cut in in the next few episodes later and I'm going to tell you guys more. Yeah, exactly. Because I basically will have a job next Monday. Yeah. No, no sure. matter what happens, I will have a job. Yes, <laughs> you will find something. Positive energy. Positive energy attracts positive things. Yeah. Thank you, that's all. Bye. <laughs> okay, do you want to start? We, okay. had the, we had the same show first, right? Yeah, so our first show was on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, the 14th. Friday the 14th, Valentine's, oh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I, have to say, I have to say something about Valentine's Day, too. Okay, you can say that. So we had a show for, it was a brand new collaboration between two different designers that mm-hmm. are quite niche, kind of up and coming, they're much smaller, mm-hmm. but it was nice to go to support, you know, a new designer sometimes, mm-hmm. it's not always, things, yeah. yeah, it's not always about going to the biggest names, sometimes it's about envisioning the future and going and seeing what other new brands are doing, mm-hmm. whether they're like brand new designers or students, it's kind of nice to understand what like the what young the talent are. is doing. Yeah. And it was more about sustainability as well, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was two designers focusing on completely sustainable collections. Yeah. They did a talk at the beginning, which was like all pitch black lights, and then they mm-hmm. played a little video, and just speaking about sustainability. I didn't see the video. Oh, I had a pillar were... in front of my face. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were sad. We, we were, were supposed, supposed to sit together. together but, but I came in earlier. I was like 20 minutes late, but I made it just in time. Yeah, you did. Because I finished work and then I had to come home really quickly and change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the brand is called Toba Frank and Molyneux, mm-hmm. and they're two different designers mm-hmm. collaborating for one collection. So, that was their launch collection. Mm-hmm. Are they going to keep going? Are they going to keep. Uh... I don't know, actually. Yeah. I don't know if it's a one off. Mm-hmm. Or... I wasn't sure either. No, I'm not sure. So, it'll be interesting to see. 
So that was on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. On Saturday, we first just like tried to shoot some matching looks. <laughs> that didn't work out so well. The weather was really hard in London because it was actually a storm. It was Storm Dennis. Yeah. And you would have probably but, seen if you were following people on social media, but all the like fashion directors, mm-hmm. everyone attending the shows was like... does not work. It, yeah, it was like a storm. But it's madness. still a storm. There's it's still a storm, still. but it's like, not as it's rainy. It's been going for three weeks. Like, li- this London Fashion Week, it was hard for it this, was horrible. for street style, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think the coverage... <laughs> I think photographers great. still managed to get good coverage. Yeah, I feel bad for them, though, because they're waiting outside in the rain. It was literally yeah, yeah. pouring down it every day. It was horrible. I know. Poor people. Oh, I want to go and I want to tell you about Valentine's Day. Okay, <laughs> let's take a break. I don't want to talk about Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day special. <laughs> No, but uh, my boyfriend, do I say his name? Yeah, I do. Josh. He came to pick me up. And I didn't notice, but he ordered a really nice car. Oh, Like, he got a Mercedes. Yeah. Oh, he did it on purpose. Yeah. He got, like, a, you know, like, a nice Uber. Mm. And then he came, and then you were there, too. And I was like, can we drop Bianca off at Sloan Square? (laughs) There's me interrupting their date. No, it's fine. (laughs) And then we went. And since everything was so booked out, and he was a bit last minute, we got, like, a place um, in Chelsea. It was the food was really nice, but you know what I noticed? Like for every single meal we got, we got a cocktail. I and I was me, so yeah. dizzy you afterwards. You had a lot of cocktails. I had like five cocktails and I was thinking, how do people do this? Yeah, it's seriously, I was I was just thinking I'm going to fall over. But it, it was very nice otherwise, but we had to move twice because I'm very picky with the my table. You had to move twice in the well, in the restaurant. Wrong. Why? First it was like we were sitting close to the door and I was cold. The second time, it was a bit sticky on the table. Oh, my God, Anna. <laughs> I don't like it. If we're going to have a nice dinner, I want it to be nice, you know? And it's expensive, so yeah. I want it to be nice. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Um, but, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. What did he do? What else did he do? Nothing. Oh, he got, he got me flowers, too. That was I know, nice. That was cute. I know. He sent them to me the day before. Good job, Josh. And it said, like, oh, I couldn't wait for Valentine's Day. I love you so much. And then I was like, hmm. Yeah, you were like... I was like, why did he send it to me today? Yeah. Did he not send it tomorrow? And I was looking on the website, looking if they didn't deliver on Valentine's Day. And he was like, no, no, I just wanted to send it to you early because, you yeah, know... Yeah, that's cute. I know. It was just funny. You couldn't accept the it. No, but I was trying thing. to figure out why he sent it early. I was like, there must be a reason for this. Yeah, he was very thoughtful this year. He was very cute. And now he's like booking restaurants and stuff all I the know, time. He's great. He's making lots of effort. He's doing good. Am I scaring him or something? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's good though. It's going well. Yeah. Anyways, ding ding yep. ding. Good End for, of Valentine's Day special. <laughs> I did nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Let's move on now. That's that. Okay, 15th of February. <laughs> Okay, 15th of February. Mm-hmm. So Saturday. I had the Rixo show. Oh, how was it? Actually, it was a presentation. Yeah. And it was at the Kimpton Fitzroy Hotel. Mm-hmm. And they rented out a huge space. It could have been, honestly, as big as like a wedding venue. It probably was. It was huge. Yeah. They honestly invited so many people. But the Rixo mm-hmm. girls, this brand has really evolved in the last few years. And mm-hmm. the designers really know what they're doing. Yeah. They have a great contact pool of all the id girls in the fashion industry. Yeah. Whether they're, you know, influencers or in marketing or buyers or yeah, they're all there. whatever it is. Like, everyone who's anyone is at that show. Yeah. And it's quite amazing how they've managed to do that in only a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the collection was really cool. It was also... So they had their own line, but then they had a collaboration with 
uh, Christian Lacroix, and they did yeah, mm, like nice. printed dresses, which anyway fits the Rixo brand because mm-hmm. Rixo is all about Always printed. prints and yeah. clashing, like bold colors, mm-hmm. like fun and youthful, yeah. it girl kind of scene. And so yeah, the brand collaborated. Mm-hmm. So they showed their collection and then Rixo's. Nice. And it was really nice. Good. So. That was that, and afterwards I met up with Anna, and we, we went the to Richard Quinn the party. Richard Quinn after party. Yeah, with Colgate. Yeah, with Colgate. <laughs> um, so we didn't go to the show, but we went to the after party, and it yeah. was in the same venue as the show was. Mm-hmm. So it was like a huge space in, where was it, like Westminster area? Yeah, Westminster. Yeah, it was still like decorated really nicely with flowers. With flowers, they had that grand piano in the middle. We took a couple of photos, saw a couple mm-hmm. of friends that we knew of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was our that Saturday. Was nice. But I nearly fainted that day. I know you weren't. I don't well. know what happened. I, I well, I had, had a cold for a long blood time. Pressure. Yeah, I think so too. Because I had some juice there, and I was like, oh, I feel better now. Yeah, yeah. But I was walking to the party, and I couldn't really see straight. I know. And I was like wobbling around, and I was I had a Josh on the phone a bit. I, I had a, a Josh on the phone. A Josh. I had Josh <laughs> on the phone a bit, and I was like, I'm gonna faint. If I faint, you're gonna have to find me. I'm gonna put my location on. And he was like, Why don't you just go home? And I was yeah. like, I'm here, I'm outside, I'm walking. <laughs> and this is the most ridiculous thing. Because of the storm, I was going to take an Uber. So guys, <laughs> I waited 20 minutes because I had three Ubers cancel on me. Oh my god. My Uber pool. I waited 20 minutes and then I got to the venue in like five minutes. It was like a 10 minute walk. <laughs> and then on the way back, I realized I could have just walked like 10, 15 minutes home. Oh my god. So like, I waited for 20 minutes. For nothing. For nothing. Basically, and I walked for twenty five like five minutes drive. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Oh my god! It looked further away on the map. Yeah, true. Because it's across the river, and I didn't want to walk in the rain and like have my hair blown up because I styled it nicely. Yeah, but whatever. Oh well, that was that. That's life. And then on Sunday, I, we were supposed. Well, I was. We were both supposed to go to Osman, mm-hmm. but it was in Whitechapel. I kind of. I don't know what happened. I was just so tired, and it was raining like crazy, mm-hmm. and it was just not ideal. Like, nothing was ideal. And the fact that it was in Westminster, too. No, not Westminster. Whitechapel. It was. It would just have, t- like, taken us an hour and a half to get there with yeah. the tube strikes and stuff. So yeah. we actually didn't go. No, exactly. I yeah. had Osman as well and Liberty's presentation for their own line. Oh, you had Liberty's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go and then catch up with a friend for coffee. Mm-hmm. Her shows were running late, so she was going to be delayed anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I got all dressed and ready. Anna told me she wasn't going to come. <laughs> but as I was leaving my house, I had my umbrella with me. And I, like, literally, I went down to my lobby. Yeah. I didn't even open the door. I saw how much the rain and the wind was pouring down. It wasn't like anything I'd seen. It was like torrential rain. It was torrential rain. Even with my umbrella, my umbrella would have flown upwards. Yeah. Like even carrying an umbrella, I would have been soaked. And the thing when you go to these events is that you dress nicely as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I could go dress like badly and it doesn't matter if my hair gets wet. Like if I look like a mess, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be meeting people. You're going to be networking. Yeah. So I just felt like there would be no point for me to go all the way to East London. And you'd have to take an Uber too because of that rain. Yeah, but Uber even like so expensive. The Uber well. would have been expensive and even to yeah. get in the Uber, like I would have needed to step like twenty feet outside of my building and I would have still just gotten poured down on. Yeah, it, it was, was very intense. that bad. So I decided yeah. not to go. Yeah. And 
just have a relaxing day at mm-hmm. home. I went to the spa, I went to the gym, mm-hmm. and then I took a nap at four o'clock. <laughs> and then I woke up at seven and I felt so disoriented. I was like, oh my God, yeah, is it I Monday? Am I about to be going to work right now? Like yeah. what is going on? Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just like, I felt so tired because I'd been going out nonstop, like days and nights mm-hmm. for work and then events and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But Sunday I just had to take a nap. Yeah. And then when I woke up, I needed to get ready for a party. <laughs> so, like, imagine taking a nap, waking up, being disoriented, and then having to get to dressed to on lab to go to a party and still network and be presentable. Like, that was mm-hmm. me, basically. Mm-hmm. So I had to get myself up. Basically, I was invited to the Harper's Bazaar, like, party slash fashion show at the VNA, and it was for it a so launch nice. of a new brand called Mithridate. Mm-hmm. And it's their third collection, but mm-hmm. it's the first time that they're doing a proper show. And... Mm-hmm. Harper's Bazaar basically sponsored the whole thing. Hmm. They had the event at the VNA because the point of the collection was that it was all about mixing art and culture. Uh-huh. And all the garments like flowed so nicely. Yeah, the prints beautiful. were beautiful. It was like yeah. a combination of you know thick knitwear with silks. Mm-hmm. And everything was just so impressive. You can really see the detail and the quality behind everything. Yeah, I love that it was also quite an intimate event. So it wasn't like it was showcased on the like London Fashion Week schedule. Mm-hmm. It was very much something private. It was Harper's Bazaar's, like, personal, you know, friends or clients Mm. or people from Harper's were actually there. On the night, I met the deputy editor of Harper's Bazaar, Mm -hmm. and I met some other editors as well. Nice. Um, People from their own brands, people in journalism, people in the art world. Yeah. It was just a really nice event, and I went actually with um, Maureen Tangy. You guys know her. Yeah, she did one of our podcast episodes as a guest speaker talking Mm. about her career and she has her own art agency Mm -hmm. where her model is like really unique and she focuses on helping the artists like build up their brand. Yeah. And so she was invited because she's in the art world and I think that fashion and art mixes so nicely. Mm -hmm. It's such a nice combination and so she brought me along and it was great because I was building up my contacts, my networks, and seeing a beautiful show at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was my big highlight of London Fashion Week this season. But, you know, like, the one thing I really, really appreciate about our industry and about just the fashion industry in general is that it's female-dominated. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, I love that, too. It's all about the power women. Like, there are men, of course, who are CEOs, top level, even who work in the company, like, at the job that I Mm -hmm. work at. It's predominantly female, but there are still male. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's so nice that it's a very female-dominated industry, and you Mm -hmm. can really... Forward driving. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love to see that at all the shows, and, you know, it makes me happy. And then on Monday, on Monday, I had actually, like, two of my favorite shows they were so nice i looked i was at paul castello in the morning which was beautiful like i haven't really seen a lot of his work before Mm -hmm. but it was such nice shapes of like the clothing was amazing you would have loved it it was very feminine Mm -hmm. but at the same time it was super structured it was a bit like isabel moran style Mm, and the coats were really nice and they were very like they were big sleeved, they had big buckled belts. Yeah, so nice. That's cool. Yeah, I love that show. It I know, I met the nice. designer once because I have gone to the show previous seasons. Yeah, yeah. And I met the designer. He's an yeah. old guy, but he's, he's so, so nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He came running out and I was like, oh, he looks yeah. so sweet. Um, and then in the evening, it was Olivia Rubin presentation, mm-hmm. which yeah. was kind of like a little show. Yeah, they, they did, did the show shows. many times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which it was, was nice. nice. It was yeah. really bold colors. I love the cardigan skirt combos. Yeah, Those really it was very good. you. Yeah, I feel like it's very fun and playful and mm-hmm. young. And I first discovered Olivia Rubin when they launched in Selfridges, mm-hmm. and I loved the play on like bold colors and big sleeves. Yeah, and 
prints and sequins and mm-hmm. pastels. Like, it's very different to a lot of other brands. Yeah. It's not... I wouldn't say that the collection is very me, but mm-hmm. definitely, like, certain pieces I would wear. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, like, me and a brand. But no, I really same, do like their vision. And yeah, I think I that it. they have a lot of potential. Because yeah. they're quite a new brand. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really loved the... Like I said, I really loved the sweaters because they were colorful. And then they had big either like encrusted kind of diamond looking buttons mm-hmm. or it was pearls yeah and that's like my favorite thing ever yeah. pearl buttons and colors amazing yeah i loved it but yes that was what i did yeah and then i had one last thing on mm-hmm. tuesday what and that on was tuesday? verana oh yeah so it's a brand from india and i went mm-hmm. with the in addition girls so mm-hmm. when i used to work at bluebird in addition was the, our pr Mm. And I met the girls through there, and they're just, like, so lovely. Lois, who's, like, the co-founder of this PR group, Mm -hmm. she's just so sweet, and we got really close, and she invites me to loads of shows and events and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of nice to go and just catch up with In Addition, and then see, like, the current collection, because it was at the store of this brand. It's really nice. I've been there before. I've never been there before. I didn't even hear about the brand until I got invited, actually. Yeah. So I thought it would be nice to go and have a look. Yeah. And I was honestly so impressed with the quality. Yeah, the like, quality is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. good. It, there's a lot of like prints and stuff, but I was more into the classic pieces. And they <gasps> sent their like cashmere trousers and stuff. Yeah, they sent so me cashmere nice. trousers and a silk like kimono <gasps> that like ties at the front. They sent me so that nice. to wear. And I was wearing the cashmere trousers to work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, these fit like a glove. Yeah, they're They're amazing. so chic and comfortable. Of course, it's on loan when you get invited to wear things to shows. But I checked online. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I think I really need to keep these. They're so expensive. 900 pounds yeah, I know. in the pants. So, I, I was going to okay. tell, I was going to say, mm, it's not very cheap. Yeah. <laughs> really nice classic pieces. Yeah. And I saw a couple girls that I knew as well. Mm-hmm. I saw the girls from Be Bold at the event. Oh, nice. I saw Sarah Michaela, who's an influencer as well. She's really sweet. She's so sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, it was quite nice for networking. And then mm-hmm. on the way out, it started pouring rain. And I didn't bring of my course. umbrella that night. Classic. So that's been London for the past three weeks. Honestly, yeah, if yeah, it's not it's wind, really it's rain. Exactly. It's not rain. It's wind. But today there was like a little bit of sunshine. Yeah, yeah. In the today, middle of the day, I was it like, wasn't wow. bad. It was nice <laughs> today. I yeah. went for a walk. So I went for brunch mm-hmm. with Pharmacy. one of my friends, Hilla. She's a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And then we just walked all around Notting Hill, popped into so some nice. vintage stores. Mm. And Did you yeah, find anything? No, I didn't buy anything at the moment. Mm-hmm. I've like already bought a couple things this month mm-hmm. and I'm going on a trip, so yeah, it's not the right time. Save a little, yeah. But we just had like a walk around. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Bond Street, we walked around there, we went mm-hmm. into um, Gucci and uh, Chanel because she needed to fix mm-hmm. her wallet. Mm-hmm. And then I met up with you for yeah. yoga. We did yoga today. Yeah. It was, it was really, really nice. nice. It's this new place that opened in House of Fraser. Mm-hmm. It's called... Yeah, YWR Yoga Studio. But we mainly went to get Acai Sister Superfood Bowls. So they have um, Acai Bowls. And it was actually one of the best Acai Bowls I've had It was ever. really good. They give you a lot. It's a lot for your money. Yeah, it's so good. It was like eight pounds or something. And it's a lot more food than the other Acai Bowl places I've been. Yeah. And... Everything else looked really good, too. If you can look at this. It's really nice branding as well. Everything mm-hmm. is, like, pastel pink and yeah. mint and, like, modern. So, yeah, it was yeah. really nice. I want to go back in and try something else. Yeah, I, I would definitely go back. Honestly, go back and eat the same thing again, though. Yeah, yours is really good. Because mine was like so ice good. Cream, but yeah, it's like ice cream. Because mine was, like, oh, shit. <laughs> mine was, like, um, with cacao and acai in it. Yeah. 
And it tasted just like ice cream. Yeah. I kind of want it again now. I want to eat more. (laughs) I didn't even get to finish mine. It's currently in my fridge. I know. They closed House of Fraser. And I was was so stressed. So I like stress ate the whole thing. I know. And you were like, I just, because I was so nervous. I felt so bad sitting there. I, I was like, so I'm, chill. I was like, you were like, I'm gonna relax. And I was like, because <laughs> I didn't want to be in the way. Yeah. I was like, we have to go. They're closing. I got so nervous. <laughs> I know, but I was fine because they said we're gonna just go out with them. I know. I still got nervous though. But yeah. Anyway. But the yoga was really good. I haven't done such an intense yoga class in a long time. No, me neither. I've done yeah. so much sports this week. That's good. I was like, I'm so you know, in and out of sports. Like, sometimes I'll mm-hmm. be really on top of it. Sometimes I won't be because I'll be so busy at work. It's always like that, though. It's always like that. It's like, it always comes in bursts, I feel like. I know, but I feel like that's not good. I it's feel not like good. I need but... to have a structure and say, like, okay, this day, this week, I'm doing yoga. Yeah. This day, this week, I'm doing Pilates. It could be, yeah, I if you book it in already. Yeah. Yoga and Pilates and then running because I've got a gym in my building, so yeah. doing some running is yeah. all I need. I just no, it is to all do I it, need. like, every week. Yeah, like cardio, a little bit of cardio, or even just if you're walking a lot, that's great. And then Pilates, I think either Pilates or yoga. I like both. Both together I combined kind of is great. I want to do both every week. Yeah, me too. But we just have to see with um, work and stuff. But if I'm starting the job next week that I really want to start, then I'll be close to our Pilates studio. Mm-hmm. And then I but can But you know, go my Pil- our Pilates studio is literally 15 minutes oh, plus yeah, ride really from quick. my work. Oh, that's perfect. We could meet there It's after just work. that it... It's too early because I, I, can can't, I cannot leave work at 6 o'clock. I'll let him know. I'll let Chris know. I'll yeah, like, let Chris, Chris know. <laughs> can we have later classes? Yeah, but he's, he's probably like... going to want to probably. <laughs> I mean, of course they want to go home at some point as well because they start at 7 a.m. It's just day. impossible for me to leave work at 6. Like that has not I happened know. since I started in the past two months. I know. Like the day that you went, yeah. I left work at 7.30. The day when that you done. finished already. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I think I can only do weekends. Yeah. For Pilates. Mm-hmm. But Pilates is amazing. It's so good for your body. Yeah. But yeah, should we do like a work update? Do you want to talk about how this week has been for you? Yeah, this week for me has been so busy because mm-hmm. in our team we have one girl who was off on holiday and mm-hmm. it's a fashion oh, week period. Not so a good time. that means yeah. that like two of us have to take over her roles as well as what we have to do. Yeah. Um, but we also had a really exciting change, which was getting our new brand split. Because mm-hmm. when I came on board for the company I'm working with, oh, it with, happened now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. we finally got our structured split. Oh, nice. Okay, so it's when official. I joined, I was meant to be doing just our luxury de- jewelry department, mm-hmm. um, and that was the whole purpose for hiring an additional person in the team. Mm-hmm. And then one of the girls who was in the team gave her notice, and so right yeah. when I joined, I needed to take on board other like brands as well but everything was kind of a mess yeah because everyone was trying to do her job and then Mm. you know there was no structure of like which brands each person was taking care of Mm -hmm. and so then this week we finally got our split so I'm still looking after all our luxury jewelry brands but I also have other accessories brands to take on board even though I was working on it already Mm -hmm. these past two months now it's like okay we have our split of exactly what brands we're working on and I think it's I, I was so happy because it just makes things more clear. You yeah. can take full responsibility of working with a brand mm-hmm. start to finish yeah. without having to, like, you know, get in the middle and, like, everyone is trying to work mm-hmm. on a project at the same time. Good, good. So I'm really happy with that. I think in total, our, so our department looks after over 100 brands. Yeah. And then I have 30 brands in total. Mm-hmm. So it's quite, 
it's a lot. It's a lot of brands. It doesn't seem like a lot, but there's so much to do for yeah, every brand that it really is a lot. Like, if, I feel like we would need an additional person in our team. Yeah, because if you think of, for example, I know it's a very different job, but in PR, mm. sometimes the girls have like three brands and it's way too much. Yeah. So even now when you have 30, yeah, it's a that's lot. insane. It's a lot. Imagine having to take care of yeah 30 brands different accounts yeah 30 different it's a accounts. lot yeah exactly but yeah. it's it's a challenge so mm-hmm. it's just been really really busy for that mm-hmm. but also because it's market prep so i've oh, been yeah. speaking about this anyway because <laughs> ever since we started the episode it's been market prep it's always market prep i feel well because it's every like season new york is first and then london, london and milan. then milan and then paris and sometimes buyers will go to copenhagen and different kind of meetings in between yeah and then so fashion week is mainly february and march and then the second one is september october yeah but then you've got pre-market and you've got main market so it's kind of like all year long it's really busy but Mm -hmm. february and march and september and october are extremely busy yeah so it was a lot of market prep and reporting Mm -hmm. which is honestly my favorite thing at the moment Mm because even though it's not the most creative as i was telling anna yeah i love that my job is a mix of creativity and analysis yeah because i feel like you learn so much more like it's nice to have creativity and build collections but Mm -hmm. you need to to be able to do that in buying you need to first understand the analysis and you know how a brand is performing yeah just understand in general like your client offering thing you know changes that are happening within the business internally and externally any company especially one that's really big you've got huge budgets you've got like millions of pounds worth of budget for product yeah and you need to be making sure you're putting it in the right place Mm -hmm. so for the moment i'm doing a lot of analysis and building reports yeah but i think it's super interesting to do that because you get to understand the success of a brand or if a brand has been declining over the years in sales Mm -hmm. look into why yeah so that's what i was doing this past week Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to go into detail about it because it is like confidential information but it's been really really interesting to learn and i love doing these kind of analysis so when do you when do you decide so basically if you can see that a brand has been declining in popularity for like five years Mm -hmm. and then you have to start trying to decide if you're going to let that brand go. Mm-hmm. Do you have to look at... So first, you're maybe... Because what if you're just buying the wrong items from the collections? Because maybe other companies are buying different selections and then they're performing a lot better in those different Yeah, but it could stores. be because you've got a different customer. Yeah, it's a mix too. of understanding. Because when you go and buy product from a brand, yeah. the brand will always give you their opinion because they know the collection better than anyone else. Yeah, because yeah. the wholesale team know the collection the best. They know it inside and out. They know what other accounts are buying. So they uh, always like help you with your offering and okay. say, okay, you come in as a buyer and give your analysis on how the brand is performing. You'll have already decided on a budget, mm-hmm. seeing as... You know, you've seen the performance already over the past few years. You've seen the performance last season. You've already decided on how much money you're going to spend. You may spend more if you love the collection. You may spend less if you didn't like it. Okay. Um, But you'll already have an idea in mind. And then when you go and you see the collection and put your buy together, the wholesale Mm -hmm. manager or whoever is taking care of you Mm -hmm. will say, okay, this has been really popular from other clients, um, Mm -hmm. other accounts. Uh, Okay. Or this kind of piece hasn't been. Mm. Also, when you go and place your buy, you'll find out because this is when other accounts like make orders. Mm. If a piece doesn't get enough orders, it won't go into production. So then you'll have to amend your buy once you leave the appointment. They'll tell you like a few days or a few weeks later, this piece is not going into production. That means your buy will reduce in costs. 
Yeah. So you might want to add something else. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to like look over the line sheets again and mm-hmm. it's about trying to, you know, tell a story with the collections. Yeah, yeah. That will be interesting and eye-catching, but oh, also making sure you have core pieces yeah. or lines you know will sell well. Mm-hmm. You have a mix between fashion lines which are like seasonal pieces, mm-hmm. so trend, and then you have basics, yeah. so core styles that continue on every yeah. season. Oh yeah, I remember this from uni. It's basic fashion, high fashion. Yeah. I remember this. Oh, a long time ago I did this. <laughs> <laughs> it applies to real life, yeah. Yeah, well we did buying actually, because we did management, so I we did I'm, all the different I never ones. did that at uni. We did merchandising, we did all the different roles we could That's do, just to make sure we knew what it would be mm. entailing. And I remember this because I was like, that's very interesting because it was yeah. like, I don't know, it was 70% basic, I think. Yeah. And then it was, I don't know, 5% high fashion, 25 fashion or something like so 15. It's around those lines. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. this. I remember because I was thinking, I was like, hmm. But it will always depend on the brand as well and it will depend that's on true. your company. Client, yeah. And I know for us, we have a lot of clients who buy into basics. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought, I thought you were I was about fashion. to say the company you work at right now. I was going to say that I thought it was more high fashion there. No, no. It's definitely not as focus, as like trend focused or fashion focused. It's mm-hmm. more basics. High investment pieces, yes. Mm-hmm. High worth, mm-hmm. but basic, basic styles. No, yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Whereas like another kind of company might be more focused towards trends, but then trends come and go as well. Yeah. So there's more risk involved. Yeah. And then you have the merchandising team who do like risk analysis on the brand and things like that. Mm-hmm. There's so many different roles that tie into one. Mm-hmm. Completely. The really interesting thing. It's really like a chain reaction. If one person mm-hmm. doesn't do their job, the whole mm-hmm. company is... Exactly. Oh, exactly. So tell us now about your updates, mm-hmm. um, interviews, <laughs> and job search. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been very interesting. I've been able to interview with a lot of different companies that have, you know, that are very different in terms of industry, in terms of job role, that kind of thing. I have done some in trade marketing and consulting, social media, just general marketing, even for some technology companies as well now. And it's been very interesting, but I've kind of gotten to the point now where I'm very stressed Mm -hmm. and I'm not really able to enjoy my life at all because I'm constantly thinking about it and I'm very scared about the future. And um, even this morning, like I was just sitting and my boyfriend was resting his head on my chest and he could tell that my heart was beating really fast and he was really worried. He was like, are you going to have a heart attack? What's wrong? Yeah. And I was just thinking about my job situation. Yeah. So It's, it's a weird stage because you're in the middle of things and yeah. you haven't yet, you know you're going to have something, you just don't know what you're going to be starting. Yeah, because that's You're just waiting thing. at the moment. Yeah, but also I have, with my university, I need to do a set amount of time before I can graduate. Mm-hmm. And basically now, if I don't start a role very soon, I'm not going to be able to get my degree, uh, my master's degree. So, mm-hmm. and I know I do have backups, but for me, I think it's very important for myself to feel like I'm able to accomplish the things I set my mind to. And of course, things don't always go your way. But at the same time, I feel like I've been working really hard now. And, you know, I've been working hard on this for like two months and nothing has really come of it yet. So I'm just hoping that something will happen now, early next week. So when you're hearing this on Monday, hopefully I'll have some sort of lead and answer already. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it's just very frustrating when you when you put in a lot of work and you don't really see results because of course when you don't put in a lot of work you know why you're not getting things and you can understand why you know you're not getting the specific role or maybe you're not putting your all into it but then when you really want something and you're really trying it's very difficult to get no's I know Um, I do understand you because I feel like in the past I've been in similar situations where I really felt like I I outperformed and I gave mm -hmm. my everything and yeah. it didn't work out. Yeah. But that's just the reality of finding a job in such a competitive industry in a competitive city. Yeah. Because it's kind of very different to doing an exam and giving it your all. Because if you mm-hmm. give it your all and you know you've done well, you're going to get a good it's grade. It's going to be good, yeah. But even if you go in an interview and you know you've done your all and you've done well. There's so many factors. There's so many factors that yeah. put into play as to why it cannot work out. And so many people as well. Yeah, you just need to keep a positive like, yeah. attitude, which I think you're really good at having. I am good at having it, but I'm also a person that gets quite stressed and it's not very easy I mean but you know you've got backup plans as well yeah but I'm still stressed because it's difficult when you feel like you can when you are able to make things happen but then sometimes you're not because it's out of your control yeah and then I just feel so helpless that I haven't been able to kind of get what I've wanted but I think it's also the time pressure it's like yeah. you'll be able to find something Otherwise 100% be chilled. Yeah. but it's like you need to find something by this date. Yeah, which is which is why I'm even stressed. more difficult. And I feel like, you know, I've had opportunities in the past that I've turned down, which I maybe should have taken to make my life a lot easier. Yeah, it would have made your life easier, but you may not have been happy with it. And yeah. you chose what you did. Like, you chose yeah. not taking it for a reason. And I believe yeah. it's because you'll find something better. Yeah, and I hope so. But Because you would have taken yeah. something and not been happy with your decision. Yeah. So it was worth the risk to reject it. Yeah. It's just, I don't like having uncertainty. Yeah. I, I like know, being I in control of my life. Me too. And I like feeling like I am the one that if I put in work, if I try to make my own decisions, and if I, you know, really work for something, I expect a return. Yeah, I understand that. And it's hard when everything is unsure. And even when it's something like a degree that you've been working towards a whole year, and it gets you know, it gets under question because you're not able to find a role that you want. Yeah. And now I'm like, it's not even about the role anymore. It's about me getting my degree, which is also hard because you don't want to compromise your future for your past, but you also have to think about your past and able to get to your future. So you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. It's very confusing because I'm not able to take my time and find something that I will be happy with in the long run. Yeah, but that's why I think it is okay if you end up with something and you don't like it. Yeah. It's temporary. You can always like hand in your notice and yeah finish your, you know, degree because it's yeah. part of your degree. Yeah. It's like whether you find an internship or a full-time job, if you're mm-hmm. not enjoying it, you know, you get your qualification because mm-hmm. you've done it, but then you can move on and find something else. If it's a full-time job, yeah. do it for a minimum of a year, though. Yeah, of course. Before yeah, I would. On. But I feel like right now I'm waiting to hear back from some companies that I'm very interested in, and hopefully I will know. Yeah. So I will let you guys know about that. But yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. So that's my update. Not... not <laughs> what I hoped. No, but I think it's good that we talk about it because it's really the reality. And I know a lot of you guys listening are students. Some of you Mm -hmm. are also in fashion. Mm -hmm. Most of you like fashion because you follow us on Instagram. Yeah. And so I think it's quite nice to actually talk about the reality because what you see on Instagram is us going to great events, wearing great outfits. But this is the reality of like my job in buying that it's Mm -hmm. really full on. I don't always get to go to appointments and Mm -hmm. I'm not at the stage where I can make product selections. Yeah. So you get to know my side of the story, basically, and how it is building a career from the start in buying. Yeah. And then you get to know what Anna's doing and, like, 
social media is not our whole lives, you know? And I'm very happy about that. But I'm also very, very... Like, we talked about it with the, the lady today at the yoga studio. Yeah. But, you know, it's amazing to have a social media platform and to be able to interact with people and do fun things like the podcast and go to events and wear really nice clothes. And I love that. But a part of me knows, like, like I said, I need security. And it's not secure. It's not a secure job. But that also comes with us having to try to juggle everything at once. Yeah. And it can be hard when, you know, like for me now, of course, it's very nice to know that I have Instagram and I have my platform for sure, for sure. to kind of have it's something such a to positive occupy. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it's so positive. I mean, it helps you to build up your brand. I feel like yeah. I would have never gotten the opportunities I got career-wise if I didn't have it. Because mm-hmm. it has made me stand out for every single job interview, every yeah. single internship I've done. Yeah, Like Selfridges, when I did an internship with them, mm-hmm. they didn't even interview me. Yeah. They looked through my socials. They sent me an email, when can you mm-hmm. start? And I got the internship just yeah. like that in buying. Yeah, that's So, good. you know, honestly, your like, social media profile, if you've built one up or if you haven't, maybe it's a good idea to start. Yeah. Because it can really show it's like a digital portfolio of your work. Mm-hmm. Kind of. But you have to do it well. You have to do it well. You, you have, have to think to, about it. It's like in any kind of bit. social media, give yeah. yourself a good brand. Good rep. Find a brand. Find something that, like, distincts you from other candidates. Yeah. I think it's always positive to have a social media. Recruiters always check. Yeah. They check everything. I've always got asked in every single interview about my social media. Yeah, I know. If you're using your social media to try to also get a job or you know, go into a different industry, then maybe focus on that a little bit more on your social media. Show that you're interested in exactly. it. Exactly. I think like especially in fashion, stuff. it's so beneficial to have a profile. I think yeah. everybody should in the fashion industry. It shows you're creative. It doesn't mean you have to ever want to be an influencer or do no, social media you don't full have time. To. Yeah. But use it to your advantage to it's a digital portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To showcase yeah. what you're interested in, showcase your knowledge, research. Yeah. It's like a fun LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's our little bit of advice mm-hmm. at the end of the day maybe don't do tiktok (laughs) (laughs) that's a topic on its own oh i know oh my god i spoke about that in an interview lately actually really yeah with a brand that you know is not sure if they should use it's such a young audience i think you need to a lot of brands are really focusing on it though and you know some big tiktokers who've got like 10 million followers Mm -hmm. they were invited to new york fashion week yeah so i think it's such an up-and-coming platform Mm -hmm. it's amazing but you need to fit into the target market so if you're a brand and you Mm -hmm. want to use tiktok for advertising you have to know your audience will be quite young and you have to figure out depends what kind of brand you are but i feel like it would work really well for beauty brands i've already seen some advertisements from beauty brands on these like young girls doing fun dancing videos showing Mm -hmm. their like youthful skin but they're targeting them yeah you know what i mean targeting the younger audience it's kind of like what youtube used to be before it got so professional yeah oh that's interesting interesting yeah. maybe it will turn into a more professional platform after a while you yeah. never know yeah but right now it's like instagram instagram used to be a fun photo sharing tool before it got overdosed by influencers. advertisers and uh-huh. influencers yeah. to take it seriously yeah but now tiktok is the more like fun one because you see people dancing mm-hmm. and just honestly when you look at it i mm-hmm. i don't really look at it much lately but when no. i have been you get so caught up in like the fun but of it all it scares me a bit people yeah, are dancing but, like half naked and yeah, they're but you know what ex-boyfriends and i'm like oh my god God, what's what are they doing? I know, but you know what? It's successful and yeah, people are working, attracting hundreds of thousands of followers and likes and something is working there. I think you need to adapt in any industry you need to adapt and it doesn't matter if you it's personally true. don't like it. Yeah. It matters about if is it good for your brand. Like maybe yeah. it's not good for your personal brand, but maybe a company no. you work with and you do social media it for could be interesting. It yeah. could be an interesting tool to use. Yeah. 
So you need yeah. to always be adapting. Of know? course, of course. I just feel like some people... I've actually seen some people do it really well. Yeah, like I've I, seen some people who are in their 30s who are on it. Doing and they're it well. doing fashion. Yeah. And they're growing really well on it. Anyways, it, that's a whole really topic depends. for itself. But it's just very, very different of a platform. It's like the new Snapchat generation. It's the next generation after Snapchat. Yeah. It's super it. interesting to see what it's, it's going to become. I remember when it came out. Yeah, Didn't I remember we talk when it about came it? out too. And yeah. I, I feel like I was invited to do a partnership with them and I declined it because I didn't understand what it was. Mm, and yeah. I didn't feel like it worked for me. <gasps> I remember Negan did it. Yeah. Negan did it long time ago. Like two years ago or something. She's not very active on it though. I don't know, but I remember she did a partnership with them mm-hmm. two years ago or something like that. Yeah. Interesting. It is. This on is just note. our opinions <laughs> on new social medias. I think it could be done well, but sometimes I see it and I just get a bit scared. No, I think it has a big future. I honestly think that brands are going to be investing a lot more heavily into it. Yeah. Now that Instagram and Facebook and YouTube has become very overdone. It's very oversaturated. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to stand out. I feel like it's always about targeting the, the next generation. Yeah. So How do I target the next generation? See. All of the people that follow me are usually like my age or older. Yeah. Well, it depends. Because what can I what can I offer the younger generation? What do you think? <laughs> you don't have to target the younger generation. No, I know, but I want to know. I think if my personal brand. Well, I think to target the next generation, you would have to change your personal brand which and the I'm way you're doing things. Do, which I'm not gonna do. Because right in now. my opinion, I'm targeting the people who are my age. Yeah. Because of the clothes that I'm wearing, I know Same. that a younger generation will have that kind of disposable income. But also, I think you're targeting older. I'm also targeting older like because a, yeah. I want to be in the professional industry in yeah. buying. And so I'm not targeting the younger generation. If I was, I would start doing more fun, creative content, Mm -hmm. doing more video, being more interactive, doing lives, going more on TikTok. Yeah. But I'm not targeting that generation because I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I know my personal brand. That's the thing. You know, when we both started doing TikTok, I feel like we both wanted to just keep our brand. And I'm not going to sacrifice the brand I have now, which I've built for three years to start something new. And I think that's everyone makes a different. But I think a platform is what you make it as well. That's true. So you can go on and do your thing and be yourself, and it could end up working. Yeah. You don't have to go on a platform and do what everyone else is doing. That's true. Usually that's when you don't really make... Exactly. You don't really get anywhere. I'm sitting there trying to put my fashion content into it. Oh, my, my lookbook but, And my sister, she told me, she's like, nobody cares, Anna. But I got a, a video that got almost 7,000 views. Nice. Which one? It was when I was wearing a um, swimsuit in Miami. It was like all printed, oh, yeah. kimono, swimsuit kind of My thing. best one was in Paris. Yeah. I remember. Your best one was your first one. My first one ever that I posted in Paris. That yeah. was my best one. Yeah. The other ones I haven't done as well. But anyway, on that note, we're going to end today's episode i hope you enjoyed this series send us any questions or like yeah your thoughts on what you want our next series to be we kind Mm -hmm. of have an idea anyway so you'll see that soon yeah and we'll be back in two weeks yeah see you guys see you guys soon Bye. bye